October 14, 1962, the Cuban Missile Crisis begins. In 2017, it seems very relaxing. Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And we have a great show for you tonight. Our guest is the co-host of As the Rhyme Goes On podcast. Uh, please welcome the very, very funny Nalawi Mangus, everyone. Hey, hey, what's up, y'all? How you guys doing? You guys good? Doing? Doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy that they, yeah. you guys just started recording because, like, they wouldn't have heard how many times I've asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> that's we had it, a that's really the first long... thing you think. Also, thank you for introducing me because, like, for the first, like, 11 episodes of my podcast, I forgot to introduce people. Yeah. And, like, you – okay, mm-hmm. so you've listened to it. Yeah, people would just, like, sit there and be like, okay. Uh, hey. Yeah, yeah, no one knows what they're doing. Uh, like, I feel like the first few times we did this, people just, like, took the initiative to introduce themselves. Um, and so it was weird the first time someone didn't, didn't do yeah. that. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, by the way, we yeah. got. <laughs> <laughs> then there was a weird period between episodes like 15 to 35 where we hired a butler to announce our guests. Oh, and then that became cost prohibitive and we had to let him go. That's, but it was yeah. very nice. He, he would uh, sort of ring a little bell and say, <laughs> Monsieur bearded white comedian <laughs> that's that's the most that's the most baller shit i've ever heard that's so cool oh god damn it just like an uncle was he jeffrey in the fresh prince who is who is all right i got oh it. man i haven't watched tv in forever Oh, wait, no, Carlton's was the fucking, the, Carlton's the cousin. Yeah, of, cousin. No, yeah, Carlton's, he sounds like, they had, like, a name swap. <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey. Is his real yeah. last name Butler on the show? Jeffrey Butler? <laughs> Is it? I think so. I didn't I'm know looking that. him up. Jeffrey Butler, Olympic athlete. Uh, so here are the first three that come up. Jeffrey Butler, uh, Olympic athlete. Uh, Jeffrey Butler, historian. And then Jeffrey Butler, fictional character. <laughs> TV show, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, played by Joseph wow. Marcel. Oh, and they have Vivian if... Banks. They have the real Vivian Banks. They only have one picture of the light-skinned one. I don't like the light-skinned Vivian. <laughs> she wore some, like, Hillary Clinton jumpsuit shit. Like, I, I did not. I, I, was not, I was not a fan. I forgot they switched Vivians. Right? Uh, the, although they had some real, they switched Vivians, and then when they had their kid, um, uh, Uncle Phil and Vivian, when they had their like little kid, he like turned five within a season. They had some good jokes about that, but yeah, <laughs> where like Will is like, "How you get so old?" and then everyone just acts like it's normal. Yeah, they broke the four the wall a lot on that show. I feel like that would have been like a great fucking Halloween episode when Will Smith realizes he's going insane. Oh man, and it turns into like a fucking. That would have been really good. Follow the House of Usher sort of situation. <laughs> so does like everybody in that show have like, is their career their last name? Is his name like Will Prince? No. It's... And is Carlton like Carlton Black Republican, I guess? <laughs> I mean, Banks, that's the same thing. So sure. oh, the kid's that's name true. was Nikki Banks. Yeah. He was like a baby okay. one season and then he turned into a fucking... Grown ass kid, a grown ass five year old. <laughs> a yeah. grown ass five year old. Yeah. He, he had Ashley old. Banks. <laughs> yeah. She was that five year old seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was cute as hell. Ashley? I Her? don't, I, my recall of Fresh Prince is fairly limited at this point. Dude, I've been, I've been 
I'm, 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 I mean, I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of cheating. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, oh, wait, is that her as an adult? No, that's just some. Anyway. That's just some white girl in a bikini. Never mind. Um, <laughs> that, that's a very. That's a very different website. Yeah, very different. Uh, let's see what website that was. <laughs> it was boobs.org. It turns out. Um, no, it was actually Joel Photography. Oh, okay. You want to well, the there's a plug. This episode is sponsored by Joel Photography. <laughs> yeah, Joel. If you need to get photographed in a bikini, uh, let me let me give uh, let me give the okay. Yeah, yeah. So the actual, so if anyone wants to look, um, the URL is https. They got they got that https money, not that http bullshit. Uh, colon slash slash Frank uh, Frank with an E. Frank Joe. That's like that Frank old Joe. English. Wait, what? What's his <laughs> name? What the fuck is his name? All right, I see photography. <laughs> this is a great URL. Also with an E. <laughs> this is, oh, is Joe, everyone typing? Joel. Are you at the ready? Okay, all right, all right, yeah, okay. Frank, okay, I'm just going to I'm just gonna fucking spell it. F-R-A-N-K-E-J-O-E-H-I-P-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H dot y.com slash tag slash ashley dash banks slash so yeah you can you can see all you can see all your shit i probably i'm on my work computer i shouldn't be looking at this but i really hope that whoever runs that website is like why did we get such a spike in traffic <laughs> we got like of six people, people. yeah we gotta post that ashley, that ashley banks photos evergreen content yeah yeah fuck my podcast we should just make that my plug just, that yeah, that's your new headshot. Yeah. Um, listeners, if you're new to this show, we don't just look at bikini photos. Um, what we do, each episode, we take a topic from history. One person presents the official version of events. Another person comes up with a crazy batshit alternate version. And the winner gets to become the truth. Uh, and right now, since it is October, we're taking a break from World War One. To talk about uh, spooky shit. Um, so, oh, I should also, re- last time uh, we talked about um, John French. John French, thank you. I just said his fucking name. <laughs> um, and the uh, the audience vote bore out the uh, judge's decision that the alternate history won, uh, which was... John French was the horse Zodiac killer. I wrote it. I shouldn't. I should yeah, know. yeah, something like that. Yeah, some some horseshit like it that. It seemed rushed, to be honest with you. It wasn't your best effort. <laughs> uh, fair, very fair. Um, but for our first Halloween episode, we are discussing the Mary Celeste. Uh, Nalawi, you're doing the true story. Yeah. Uh, Zach, you're doing the alternate. Uh huh. All right. Well, Nalawi, if you're ready, go yeah. ahead and take it away. Okay. Okay. All right. So the Mary Celeste uh, was an American uh, merchant, uh, Brigentine, uh, discovered draft and deserted in the Atlantic Ocean off the uh, Azores Islands on December 5th, 19, or 18, <laughs> 1872. Uh, so the Canadian... I can't say that word. Brigantine. 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 Is that what it is? Some, it probably. I don't know. Some boat word. Uh, De Gratia 
found her in a <laughs> disheveled but seaworthy condition under partial sail. And yeah, that's li- me, baby. Yeah, and with her lifeboat missing. Last entry in her log was dated 10 days earlier. She had left New York City to Genoa on November 7th, and on Discovery was still amply provisioned. Her cargo, her cargo of denatured alcohol was intact, and the captain's crew and personal belongings were undisturbed. None of those which were on board were ever seen from or heard from again. Um, I read the first paragraph <laughs> off Wikipedia. No one can tell. That's how much preparation. You actually read it off the uh, fucking uh, Ashley Banks photo. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. Well, that's the reason why I decided to do the true story. Because like knowing me and my like limited creativity, I would just make this like some slave bullshit. I'd be like, yeah. Because I don't fuck with boats really heavy. But, um, <laughs> boats in America and Atlantic Ocean is just, like, not my thing. So I oh. thought it would be better. You, I feel like you guys would have, like, a less angry place to put it. <laughs> that is fair. Oh, man. Yeah, I just but pulled up the Wikipedia also and I'll definitely cannot pronounce to, that French word. <laughs> to be fair... um, in you saying that if you would have made an altered history, it just would have been some slave stuff. Yeah. Um, Arthur Conan Doyle wrote a fictitious account of the Mary Celeste. Called oh, really? J. J. Habakkuk Jepson's statement. Uh-huh. And the premise there was like there was a former slave who hated the white race and he killed everybody on the ship. So yeah, it sounds. Yeah. yeah. So some Django I'm not sure it. if. <laughs> Given the time, I feel like it was probably more racist and less like revenge for oh. like justified revenge. Oh. But I can't say for sure. All I have right. not read it. Okay. I, I, yeah. So it was less. Yeah. Not as Django and Chain. I mean, more. if it's Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, I don't know. More Beast no Beast of No Nation. What is that? What that movie was? <laughs> the, not not the one that just came out, but like the real racist one. The propaganda one. Uh, Wait, oh, oh, Birth of a Nation? Um, Birth, of, Birth a nation. of a Nation. Beast of an O yeah. Nation. That's the Idris Elba one? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, tried that's to like write a joke about that. Some Coney you kind of You tried to write a joke about the Idris Elba, yeah, Joseph yeah, yeah. Coney well, movie. Yeah, I, I'll spill it because I never got it to work. But the idea was like uh, like Netflix and chill. And like um, <laughs> like how you can just like pick the wrong movie. And the whole bit was about like me picking Beast of No Nation and just like not being able. But because like, you know. I, feel I want like to pick I heard like you tried that I mean, maybe with a different movie. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it was like 2 years ago or something. Oh, like when oh I, shit, okay. a long time ago. Or a year ago. I, I don't mean, remember. if your intention is to put somebody in the mood, choosing a movie with Idris Elba is a solid tactic most yeah, of the right? time. Yeah. So, yeah, cuz like the whole bit, I mean, it got like a little bit too like too like I don't know. What's the term? Uh, alienating. Because I was like, you don't want to pick something that like she could see on NBC. You want like a Netflix exclusive, right? Like something like Temptation: Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. That's an Idris Elba movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I got bored of House of Cards. Yeah, it was like a, <laughs> it was a dumb joke. Just put on the first three seasons of The Wire. Yeah, <laughs> but that's on HBO though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I still haven't finished the first season. Oh shit! Yeah, someone spoiled something on that show, and now I'm just like not as interested. What? I mean, I w- I would hesitate to ask. Yeah, it seems like a bad idea to on this podcast yeah, that's going out to everybody it, so to be stop. like. Although we spoil shit on this show all the time. Oh, apparently Omar gets killed. <laughs> well, we'll bleep that out. Yeah, we'll we'll bleep that out. But yeah, he. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even a know who he is, died. but like that's the only character I know of. 
<laughs> He's the gay one, right? Yeah. Okay. See, then mm-hmm. it's just not as interesting. I mean, is it still worth watching? If I know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. still very much worth watching. It's very good. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll like mask that somehow. <laughs> yeah, you put can in just... something totally misleading. Okay. Cool. But, but if we forget like to mask Sheldon it, it's something. still worth watching. Or we watching. just uh, just repeat the website name. <laughs> That'll be our bleep. Yeah. Or but don't yeah. have like my voice. You need to have like I don't know. Just like a computerized, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Joel Photography gets, voice. gets taken like, out. Yeah, Stephen Hawking, just like <laughs> pronouncing the URL or Siri or whatever. But yeah, yeah, we should probably continue on with Stephen what Hawking this. or Siri. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, the same person. Um, They're both artificial intelligence to me. Um, but yeah, we should we should we should talk about the alternate version, right? Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. We see. I'm really good at distracting people. I don't know if you've been <laughs> able to notice <laughs> when I don't know something, I can just like I'm the Donald Trump of whatever conversation I'm in. Like, oh just, God! Whatever your focus is, I'm just gonna <laughs> fucking distract you really quickly. You, yeah, you threatened war six times yeah, since we dude, started recording. A hundred percent. Um. Well, like some of the um. Real quick, just to, uh, there were like some fictional accounts that circulated at the time. Well, there's yeah. a lot of theories because obviously, if a ship is completely intact, missing one lifeboat, but like no signs of struggle, no signs of an issue with this, the boat being able to sail, and it's found just empty. Yeah, a lot of people have a lot of different theories for what happened uh, in that particular instance. Um, some more or less believable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw one where people thought it was insurance fraud, which I didn't even know insurance existed back then. Well, yeah. Later after, after the disappearance, the boat was sold and bought by somebody else who did try to commit insurance, insurance fraud using the boat. Okay. So that's what I looked up. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. And also funny enough, insurance fraud plays into our topic for next, the next Halloween episode. All right. Sweet. A lot of insurance based scares. Uh, Well, there's nothing scarier than insurance fraud. It's the scariest crime. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. I mean, I think just crime in general is cool. (laughs) When like, when the person of the receiving end, like is like kind of deserves it. Yeah. Well, this week's episode is brought to you. Yeah. Or is a boat. This, this week's episode is brought to you by Joel Photography and Crime, both endorsed <laughs> by this crime part. in general. <laughs> Zach, I mean, I know you're going to get into the alternate, but what are some... Uh... Some of the... Well, I mean, just... I mean, the ship was... It kind of had a weird history before that, because, like, its first captain died, like, got sick and died relatively quickly yep. before... Like when he bought it and it crashed once and had to be rebuilt before it went on this voyage where um, where it mysteriously was abandoned. But there's people who have hypothesized everything from like the really supernatural like ghosts or giant squids yeah, to... I saw the giant squid one, but yeah. Yeah, or like natural phenomenons like uh, water spouts, which are kind of harmless but look terrifying, maybe mm. cause them to leave. One I heard is that they had this like denatured alcohol, which is poisonous, and the fumes of that alcohol could have like spread to the boat. And when a fire came to them, like it would have looked like a huge, massive explosion, but it would only last a second, and it might have scared the people on the boat off. <laughs> but what really happened? It's like classic is... like Scooby Doo level, yeah, like being frightened off by something. 
Yeah, it was the boat. Yeah, he was trying to lower the property value on the boat. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's trying to flip the boat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yeah, I didn't know. Okay, so I didn't know what denatured alcohol was because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, I'm really stupid. But yeah, I was like really sad. I, that makes me happy because I was like really sad when I first read it because I just thought it was like like some weird kind of booze. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just like I don't know, some like I, I don't know. I live in Denver and like people like confuse me with like the beer they drink. So I thought it was like something like that, some like <laughs> craft whatever. Oh, so, when you said that, I thought they meant like they thought you were the beer they were drinking. No, 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 no. I thought the term like denaturalized alcohol was like some kind of fancy way to make like wine or some shit. Oh shit! Yeah. So I was like really disappointed. I'm like, man, wait, so I don't even the, drink anymore. What the anymore. fuck is it then? It's a it's it's oh, okay yeah like it's made I think it has a few purposes but like it can be either used to help create certain kinds of fuel or it might work in a similar way to like rubbing alcohol but oh. stuff it's it's for things of that nature um, I'm not totally sure I literally just looked up the denatured <laughs> alcohol yeah. page I looked it up when you mentioned like it was poisonous because like oh shit they they weren't getting fucked up I mean I don't know alcohol this... technically also poisonous yeah if... on a technicality mm. but. Uh, the more you know. Yeah, the more you know. Uh, well, Malawi, thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Paul Caroli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. Yeah. Zach, whenever you're ready. Uh, so some some of the history of the Mary Celeste is, is true. Obviously, it was actually abandoned, but the problems with the ship began well before that. Um, you see, it was originally called... Uh, well. The, it was originally called a different name, but uh, the according to uh, like what you'll read online, it used to be called the Amazon. But that's not entirely true. Actually, the ship was built. Um, it was built on an Indian burial ground, and <laughs> I mean, so was as it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as it was a ship, it didn't stay on an Indian burial <laughs> ground. Uh-huh. Um. But they did, you know, just to make it more uh, float, were, like make it float better, they did cram some corpses into the hole. Uh, so oh. it kind of brought the curse with it. Okay. Uh, wherever it went. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, poor boat planning. Yeah, they called them some, they called them uh, good luck corpses back in the day. <laughs> I didn't think of a, a clever name for that. Were they, back in the day where they were really phoning in names. Yeah. Yeah, when they had to put think up a name in approximately two seconds flat. Um, <laughs> but I told you the first captain got sick and died shortly after uh, obtaining the boat. But there was actually a series of murders, suicides, hijackings, hits, uh, various things that took place all on the uh, on this boat. And in the winter of 1896 uh they hired for the boat a winter caretaker who went insane (laughs) and killed his family while spending the winter on this boat which 
the original name wasn't the Amazon. It was the SS Overlook. Oh, okay. And <laughs> I was wondering why you were holding out on the name. <laughs> what was um, it? Yeah, SS and, and what's that? What yeah, was, SS Overlook. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Um, so a few years later, they decide uh, they have this new owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to send this denatured alcohol uh, across the sea. So they hire a, a crew. Uh, everybody on the crew is a struggling writer with an alcohol problem. Um, so they send them off to sea. And unfortunately, about a month into their voyage, they get snowed in on the ship. Mm. And um, I thought the idea of being snowed in at sea would uh, be more humorous. Apparently <laughs> not. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Well, God damn it. And uh, I'm also, I am and, on uh, the most Dayquil a person can be on right now. So how much Dayquil are you taking? A couple pills. A couple pills? <laughs> oh, you're doing the pill? You're popping pills? You're not even drinking that shit? No. I, the, if I drink it, I throw up. Oh, really? So I haven't you know. had Dayquil in a minute. I mean, I'm also getting over a cold. Oh, so. uh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, man. I've Okay, so coolest thing. Yeah, I did lean once. <laughs> And I went to a Riff Raff concert, so that's like the closest thing I can relate. So if it's anything like that, you're having a great time right now. Anyway, I'm explaining my lack of picking up on that. Sorry, Zach. Oh, no, that's all right. Um, so exactly what happened is unclear. Some people thought the new owner, uh, Sarah Briggs, who, you know, she owned the ship, but she wasn't exactly popular with the crew. Um, I mean... <laughs> At the classic, at the classic event that uh, every ship has while they're out at sea, ship prom. Some people suspect <laughs> yeah, that boat, she might have had a cruel prom. prank pulled on her. Again, and really bad with everybody names on at board. this point. Ship prom is a classic. You can look it up in any nautical. Uh, Moby Dick has that classic ship prom chapter. Can you explain to me what ship? Queequeg, Queequeg wins prom king, if I remember correctly. Yeah. What? What is uh? What what is ship prom? What does it look like? It's a prom on a ship. Like what, <laughs> this is not complicated. Wow. Okay. Okay. So dead you ass. are you are assuming I went to prom, sir? Okay. So dead ass. I looked up. Uh, so I looked up ship prom because I was just curious what uh-huh. what would come up, and it literally just took me to uh, HTTPS once again. HTTPS money. They got that secure shit. Uh, uh, colon slash slash www.promgirl.com slash shop slash in stock. Oh, okay. so I'm just looking at prom dresses right now. Um, <laughs> Again, okay. on your work computer. On my work computer. Yeah. Um, so some people think that there might have been a prank on her at ship prom and she killed everybody <laughs> on board with her telekinetic powers. But that's not the real truth. In fact, okay. Sarah Briggs's real name was mary she named her ship after herself and Mm. she had come cut loose in time from the village of salem about 200 years prior where she was persecuted for being one of a team of female super scientists as established earlier in our salem witch trial episode hell yeah and she was she was a brilliant scientist as was established they all were Mm -hmm. so (laughs) she um she had three passions, science, Halloween, and capitalism. A classic, okay. a classic Tinder profile you see yeah. hither and thither. 
Yeah, you see that day. all the time. Yep. Um, so she uh, had an entrepreneurial idea, but she had to set up a backstory first. So most of the stuff, I mean, they say the greatest trick that Mary ever pulled was convincing the world <laughs> that the devil did exist when in fact the devil didn't exist. <laughs> so she created this backstory for this ship, most of which was bullshit. <laughs> and then she bought it, took it out to sea, where they continued on their true experiment, finding the secrets to invisibility. And oh. her and a team of loyal uh, followers managed to find multiple secrets to invisibility. They found uh, an invisibility cloak they created, a potion that turns you invisible, radiation that gives you invisibility powers. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> some of that... Technology that that mirroring technology like from that car in the shittiest uh, Bond movie, <laughs> and uh, an one. evil uh, fantasy Hitler ring, okay. like all the classic <laughs> invisibility techniques. Okay, but not, Hitler ring is great. But but going back, what Bond movie are you talking about? Who is who is who is uh, playing? In Die Bond? Another Day, he has a car called the Vanish, which uses this mirroring, like camera mirror plating technology to become completely invisible. Oh. Yep, yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yep, There's a chase yep, through an ice castle this. you might remember. Yep. While a, a sun laser is, is bearing down on this ice hotel. Uh-huh. It's a classic. Yep, um, yep, Halle see. Berry unconvincingly plays an American spy. There's a car right there. Um, oh, it's a Brosnan. So uh-huh. okay. It is a Brosnan. His final one, in fact. But um, this is not a James Bond podcast. No, so they... So when they found the ship, actually what happened was the entire crew, now invisible, snuck off the ship while they were inspecting it. What did they do with their powers? Did they, like, do a crazy Porky's adventure? (laughs) Uh, They did not. They did not because these are the protagonists of the story, and that's creepy and weird, and uh, time would reflect poorly on that movie, as we have come to see nowadays. Um, Instead, they went through with Mary's grand plan. See... The boat wasn't just called the Mary Celeste. It was called the Mary C-less. As in, (laughs) C-less of a person, as in, become invisible. (laughs) I I like that stretch. Like, I heard the stretch in your voice. Yeah. Um, So... Mary uh, sold it off to another conspirator who did this fraud thing and crashed crashed the ship trying to commit fraud. But the true fraud was the attempt to commit fraud because now the ship was landlocked and could be converted into the very first Halloween Horror Nights haunted house for public consumption (laughs) where people would come and they would be scared by all the ghosts in the house for a small fee. (laughs) And... As time went on, this proved an extremely profitable idea. They passed on the secrets of invisibility through the generations, and every haunted Halloween house that you see each year is operated by the descendants of the people from the Mary C. Less. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot you were going to do that. And in fact... Uh, yeah, so that is the actual secret origin of every Halloween haunted house. And in the off-season, when it's not, uh, you know, um, Halloween times, they write for the show Transparent, which is, of course, named <laughs> after the fact. 
God damn it. That there's a transgendered parent on the show. The the invisibility thing is coincidental. Oh, okay, cool, cool. That's uh, not where I would have took it. I and, like that uh, a lot. That's really creative. Thank you, Zach. That is that is that is the true story of the Mary Celeste and the origin of your favorite Halloween spook houses. So next time you go, just remember, it's not really ghosts. It's just friendly sailors, carny sailors, okay. who want to grab at you a little bit. Um, God damn it. Why would we say it like that? But in a non-sexual way. Okay, great. That specified. Um, God damn. Zach, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh That was awesome. Um, Before we get to uh, judgment real quick, listeners, as always, we ask that you uh, write and review the podcast on iTunes, which is super helpful to us. And uh, meanwhile, visit the website where you can send us messages and ask us questions, revisionistpodcast.com, and track us down uh, using social media. Uh, I said that in a way that makes it sound like I want to get murdered. Um, uh, Facebook, just give Twitter, them, give them, give them the GPS coordinates or your yeah, IP exactly. address right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sorry. Oh, I did want to say uh, thank you uh, to the people who came out to the Denver Podcast Network launch showcase, uh, which was a super fun show. We'll be releasing the audio from that as a special episode next week. Uh, and a special shout out to uh, Kalen, who came up and uh, introduced himself as a fan of the show. It was really uh, it was really exciting to meet an actual person who listens to this. Um, so thank you for that. Um, and, uh, sorry, pulling up the, the show is uh, part of the Denver podcast network as are many other great shows. One of them is, uh, the Denver pizza podcast, which is basically what it sounds like. Uh, it reviews every pie in Denver. Uh, I've been on the show. It's a super, super fun, uh, Paul Caroli, who does changing Denver and Megan Ariano bring on a guest, go get pizza and rate it uh when i was on it was unfortunately ian's pizza which was hot garbage so um but check out yay to joel photography nay to ian's pizza (laughs) yes is the consensus of anyway here's the cheers and cheers section and whatever else that was we were talking about joanne's bargain prom dress yeah i think it was warehouse prom I forgot, like, girl prom dress or something like that. <laughs> girl prom dress. <laughs> yeah, something. Girl prom dress. It's a That sounds like a Russian front for, like, <laughs> some kind of meth-dealing operation. <laughs> for, like, buying a, a, a wife or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Dude, I, okay. anything. Dude, I actually, um, I used to, so another tangent. This is how I distract everyone. I used to work at the Apple store, and um, there used to be a guy who would, like, come in. And then, like, use, uh, like, the MacBooks to, like, look at, like, mail-order brides from Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would leave the window open. That was the weirdest shit. <laughs> I don't know well, how he did it, but, yeah, just, like, a safari Like, window. he did this often? No, he only did it 
once. Oh, damn it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But if only if only he had been in your shoes, he could have used his work computer. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Holy shit, you're a genius. But yeah, that shit was so fucking funny. Because, yeah, one lady, she was, like, working with me. And she just, like, walked up to me. She's like, holy shit, this guy is ordering a wife right now. <laughs> and we would just, like, ask him, like, hey, how you doing? And he's like, oh, oh I'm good. <laughs> no, I don't need help. I'm- yeah, exactly. But I just look at his computer and just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Bunch of weird looking women on some low JPEG ass fucking photos. <laughs> and it looked like the website was like designed in like 1993. It was like the coolest shit. Oh my god. I wonder how much how much does a mail order Russian bride cost if he could afford one of those but not a computer? <laughs> right? Uh, maybe it was just like Maybe he didn't know he couldn't afford a v- ah, well, cause then again a VPN is gonna cost less than a human. I'd hope. <laughs> yeah. God. Like I hope these women don't co- aren't that cheap. Uh, listeners, if you have the answer to this question, don't tell us. Uh, yeah, it's this is one of those things we can we're okay with remaining a mystery. <laughs> oh no, I'm actually curious. You could tell me. My uh, Twitter handle is okay. at n o l a w e e m e n g i s t. So yeah, if any of you guys know this shit, feel free. Uh, that that should be a good segue into uh, plugs. Nalawi, I mentioned you uh, you co-host as the rhyme goes on. Do you want to? Yeah. 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 T- tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's a podcast I host with a uh, Denver comedian, uh, John Davis. And John Davis. every week we uh, we do like a review of like rap albums that come out literally that same week. Um, John so, Davis, who uh, every time I see him, I feel like he's going to start saying Dear Slim and then introduce himself with everything else. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's the Eminem stand. Yeah, there because there's there's a yeah there's a joke that he has. No, it's not even a joke. He has three copies of Eight Mile. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, he he almost has a marathon then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has three copies of Eight Mile in his house, which is great, and that's usually where we record it. But yeah, totally check you, it out. You it's really, really fun. We have wait, it on. Why iTunes. does he like have three th- copies of Eight Mile? Oh, yeah. So, I feel like. Oh yeah. If you were going to collect Eight Miles, you'd want to get eight Eight right? Miles. Yeah, wouldn't you? that would be. I know I'm with you 100. percent But um, yeah, he has one on Blu-ray and two on DVD. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think what happened. I'm trying to remember the story because he tells it on the podcast. Yeah, he uh, he, he people just gave it to him for his birthday. <laughs> like just you to fuck what? with him, they'd be like, "It's your birthday. Do you have a copy of Eight Mile?" He's like, "Yes," and then they just get him another one. <laughs> were they still making Were they still making VHSs when Eight Mile came out? Oh, it might have been at the tail end. Like right Ooh. at the tip. When did A Mile come I feel out? Like, like 03? Something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think I'll bet they have one. Because I feel like if he had a VHS, a DVD, and a Blu ray, like that would. You could make like a little Olympic stand and put one on the bronze and one on the silver, and the Blu ray goes on the gold. Yeah. It would be great. I like that. I would like, be your eight mile, mile quarter. Like a weird laser disc yeah. thing, also. Damn. Or if he crazy. had like the Viewmaster version of Eight Mile. Oh, or he could have like what are what are the old the iPod video, and then that has a, that's the only thing to be loaded on there. <laughs> you remember those where it's like a fucking tiny square? Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So that was. Uh, let's look up Eight Mile VHS. Let's see how much that fucking. And now I'm on my personal phone, so I. <laughs> oh, this you don't want to look up on the work computer. <laughs> yeah, no. This is this is too. That's just for Russian brides. Yeah, that's just for Russian. Oh, brides. they exist, all right. I'm looking at a picture of some Eight Mile VHSs right now. <laughs> oh, you're looking at pictures, bitch. I'm on the Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got Prime too, so I might just fourteen eighty eight one left. Do I order it? One left. Do I order it? No. Do I order this shit? 
go go to eBay. You can find cheaper ones on eBay. But I think this is brand new. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, brand new. I mean, if you order it, you know you have to give it to Davis. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That would be hilarious. Oh, if I get it. What is his birthday? I don't even know. I don't. I don't give a shit. Let's. <laughs> I'm gonna. You know what? I'm. I'm buying it. Okay, we're starting a GoFundMe to fucking send right. John Davis a VHS of. Put eight a miles. disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast for John Davis not to listen, so it doesn't ruin the surprise. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, sweet. Yeah, it's ordered. I got. Awesome. I got a VHS copy of Eight Mile coming to my house right now. Oh my god. You, you listener, have just heard the only time in the past, I'm going to say decade, that a VHS copy of 8 Mile has been purchased live on radio. Deadass, I wonder how long that one VHS copy, like 10 cents, just found its way into Marshall Mathers' pockets. And he's oh, like, what the, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. He must, yeah. There's like a Suncoast getting- video somewhere <laughs> where someone is like... <laughs> For real, yeah, yeah. This bump in VHS, eight mile VHS. You must <laughs> wonder if it's 100%. related to. That's amazing. Somebody heard him trashing Trump in that freestyle, and they were like, "You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna buy that eight mile VHS I had my eye on. <laughs> Let's <laughs> put that on sale." You know what? I was on the fence about this. Yeah, yeah. but now we're gonna get into hip hop. <laughs> I, think, I think it's called. Yep. Better start with this documentary, yep. Eight Mile. Eight Mile. It's not even a documentary. But uh, yeah, no, no, that, movie, that movie is cool. I mean, someone who's ignorant would think it was. But uh, <laughs> no, that movie is cool as fuck. Uh, I like what was uh, 50 Cent's Eight Mile. Get Rich or Die Trying. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. That one's really good. Yeah. I like the soundtrack to that the movie work- too. I like to think the working title of that movie was 50 Cent's Eight Mile. <laughs> That's how I remember it because it was literally like a slightly fictional version of his real life. I, dude, I was such a Fifty Cent stan. Like when I was a kid, I had all of his albums. Like that was actually the first CD I bought with his with my real money. Oh, really? Like I would mow lawns to save ten dollars. Uh, actually, I mowed my dad's lawn. He gave me like a dollar every week. So like I remember the release date. I like printed out a picture. I hung it up on my wall. I was like so excited. It was kind of gay to have like a shirtless man on my fucking wall. <laughs> I was ten years old, but whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that, and then um, yeah, get uh, the massacre was the first rap album I actually bought with my own money. But uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking. Uh, I also had his book, and I read it too when I was in elementary school. He had a book called Get Rich or Die Trying, which was a memoir of his real life. So like, if you really, really want to know about him, you read that book. <laughs> I, that's like my favorite thing is like rap books. Like those are the only books I actually finished. You know, like, books related to rap music. So there, there's the Gucci Mane book that's coming out. I, no, that's, a, out. that's out. That's out. I pre-ordered it in March. Like I, I it came in my house like release day. <laughs> <laughs> I pre-ordered it the day. As you can tell, I'm really bad with money. <laughs> I am fucking terrible with money. It all uh, goes to Eight Mile VHS's <laughs> books about rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I need a show. And Brian, weirdly, so you know. once to I a joking. discount prom dress. Yeah. <laughs> a discount prom dress. That you wear while watching fuck it. Eight Mile on VHS. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Um, as for me, listeners, uh, Nighttime Tonight, the next one is uh, October 19th. Uh, third Thursday of every month. Come check that out. Um, but I think it's time for judgment. Um, mm-hmm. And I think because it gives us the possibility of just like invisible carnies to play with. Uh, my vote is going to go with the alternate, but it's now up to the audience. Uh, that vote is now open on the Patreon page. Oh, listeners, you can buy your right to vote there. 
But Nalawi, thank you for being here. Oh, no problem. Uh, Zach, thank you as always. Uh, of course. For everyone here at The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn. I am Zach Powers. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You, okay. No, go yeah, for and it. And I am uh, Nalawi Mengus. Have a good time. As the rhyme goes on podcast, listen to that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One last plug for something that you're actually yeah, involved plug for with. Eight mile too. <laughs> plug for that fucking Eminem cipher. Dad asked I'm going to watch 8 Mile when I get home. <laughs> I was going to do a mic, but fuck that. <laughs>